everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Bovada at Odds podcast. Week three in the NFL, week four in college football. Patrick Morrow is the head odds maker at BovadaSportsbook.com. And Patrick, you know, we talk all the time about crazy elections and how they are impacted because Bovada does a ton of business on the elections. You guys had an election in Canada. How did that work out? Well, you know, Seth, uh, it, it's it's not uh, it's it's not as wild as the U.S. election season, whether it's uh, for president, whether it's the midterms. But uh, you know, we get excited about it, and uh, there was some drama last night, Seth. Uh, it took an entire hour after the polls closed to know who won the election last night. So you know, it was very scary for Canada to have that whole hour of not knowing. But no, we, we wrapped things up pretty quickly. Voting yesterday was uh, incredibly efficient. It was five minutes in and out, uh, you know, contact tracing, all that stuff. Still do paper ballots in Canada for everything. That hasn't evolved uh, in my uh, 35 years around this globe. But uh, no, it was a nice orderly affair. Um, Trudeau called an early election, um, you know, trying to capitalize on his polling numbers, which you can do in Canada. That's We don't have fixed election dates. If you're polling well, you could just say, eh, let's go. Let's let's try and get another three or four more years locked in. Didn't work out for him. He started the night with a minority government, ended the night with a minority government. That is what the odds we had at Bovada were. We had Trudeau as uh, a minus 300 closing favorite to win, but we had a minority government. So none of the parties achieving the majority of seats in parliament also as a favorite minus 500 at Bovada. Oh, you know, pretty sleepy night, quiet night. We're all kind of wondering why we went to the polls in the first place in the fourth wave. But, uh, you know, it, it's nice that we were at least able to wrap it up in one evening. A lot less drama, a lot less stress and heartache for Pat Morrow, who uh, still bears the scars of last November and is reminded of them on the daily. Well, let's just make sure for our American audience that we understand uh, when you say they don't have the majority, that means that one party holds that Trudeau's party does not hold the legislative branch. And so laws to get passed are going to have to be debated. That's right. He will have to work with the other parties in Canada. I think we have six, six uh, parties uh, that have, you know, somewhat kind of broad appeal and running candidates in most, uh, in most writings, as opposed to electoral insurrections, no insurrections, not yet. Um, Yet, so the Liberal Party got 158 or so of the seats needed. Uh, they would need 170 to form that majority. So they will have to work with the new Democratic Party, which is very different than your Democratic Party, uh, the Conservative Party, the Bloc Quebecois. That's right. We have separatist parties that literally only are on the ballot to protest, but they still collect a Canadian pension at the end of the day, which you got to like. Uh, the Green Party and then the People's Party of Canada last night in upstart. Uh, anti-lockdown, anti-everything kind of party that uh, probably played a little bit of spoiler role uh, for the Conservatives. But yes, if Trudeau wants to get anything done, he will have to work with the variety of these parties, which has led to some strange bedfellows in the past, Seth. You have had Conservative and Liberal parties work with outright Quebecois separatist parties just to get things done if they can meet in the middle. And you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's obviously very different than the states where if you win control of the house, you can generally do whatever you like, unless Joe Manchin is one of your democratic yeah. uh, members. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the, uh, the, the other thing is whenever you guys have the separatist party uh, that just makes me think of star Wars. Like that's the star Wars prequels. The separatists were what the Jedi were fighting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't I, the Empire, it was the separatists. 
That's right. I, you know what, I, I, I think you should be able to run under whatever banner you want. However, if you're a true separatist, if you have such disdain for this country, I think you should do the honorable thing and not collect a paycheck while you're, uh, you know, if you're, if that paycheck is being paid by Canadian dollars, if you are going to take a Canadian federal pension when you don't even recognize the right of Canada to exist or to Quebec to exist inside of Canada, I think you should, uh, you know, be a little morally consistent. Uh, but what are you going to do? It works out pretty well for them. That is the history of Quebec in this country. They are takers. They are not makers. And I have to be careful because that is where I currently reside. So I will uh, probably leave it at that. <laughs> All right, let's hit the football field. Uh, the American football field, just so we're so we're clear. College <laughs> yes. football, and we'll start it off. There's a couple of key matchups involving top 25 teams, including the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame traveling to Wisconsin to take on the Badgers. That's right, Seth. Uh, that's the Fox game. The big noon, as it were. Doesn't mean anything to me at Bavada, but it is number 18, Wisconsin, number 12, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's ranking definitely betrayed them so far this year. They were really in tough against Florida State. That took overtime. Even Toledo played them tough. And they are six and a half point underdogs at Wisconsin at Bavada right now. So far, about 60% of the action on the Fighting Irish. But I really like Wisconsin in this spot. I think Notre Dame's going to be in tough. And then the later afternoon game, Texas A&M, the Aggies traveled to Arkansas. That's right, Seth. Uh, Arkansas, currently number 16. Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, currently number seven. Arkansas, a five-point underdog at home, and they're seeing most of the money so far. Uh, you know, real quick, Seth, uh, you know, we joked last week. I, I, we, I personally thought Alabama was absolutely going to roll Florida, and all of a sudden, it was a game, 31-29. They absolutely had to escape from the swamp. The first time that I can recall Alabama being questioned, or not questioned, challenged, to the extent they were uh, in the regular season in a couple of years now. So why am I talking about that? Well, all of a sudden, this suggests that perhaps the SEC is a little bit more wide open than uh, we thought at the beginning of the year, where Alabama was close to odds on favorite. I think they were close to even money. They're now all the way up to two to one. And this is a chance for a team like Texas A&M, number seven ranked, big road game, nationally televised. Maybe, maybe they're for real this year. Maybe they can challenge Alabama. This is what I say every year before Alabama eventually figures it out and stomps a team. But you know what? Let's not look too far ahead. Again, Texas A&M, five-point favorites on the road at Arkansas, but the Razorbacks uh, getting the majority of that money so far. All right, let's go to the pros again. Weeks one and two in the NFL have been great. This season has been so riveting. That, that Seahawks-Titans game was yet last, last time was amazing. Yeah, that was, uh, you, you know, the 1 p.m. finish. The 1 p.m. games were great. The 4 p.m. games were great. Uh, what a choke job by Seattle. And, uh, you know, good one for the betters. The betters absolutely cleaned up. Uh, they were on Tennessee pre. They were on Tennessee for those big comeback odds with the in-game live betting. Uh, that, that was a tough one for us at Pavada, but it, it was a great game. And like how, how many games on Sunday came down to the last second like last that? Second. Uh, oh, I, I mean, there was a one minute span on red zone just before we hit four o'clock where, you know, the Vikings, the Vikings, the Vikings in place kickers, Seth, I were uh, 37 yarder to win it again, massive decision for us at Pavada went the other way. So, you know, you we clearly have a trend here. Uh, it was a great weekend for the betters, which, Hey, listen, you know, we can't win it all at the house. And if you're listening, you probably love hearing that. And you guys did just as good with that Cowboys 56 yarder at the end of the game against the chargers. Uh, you know, the action was compelling. I still don't understand why coaches like Mike McCarthy, 
uh, are going for these long field goals that they had so much time left at the end of the game. The Chargers had timeouts as well that they didn't use to force Dallas to try and do something differently. It was a bizarre ending, but exciting ending a lot of these games. And then Ravens Chiefs. How good was Ravens Chiefs on Sunday night? Oh my goodness. They made the correct move to go for it on fourth and one instead of punting the ball back away to Pat Mahomes. Because Pat Mahomes, with that much time on the clock, will score a field goal. We would have made the Chiefs favorite. And uh, the Ravens, just by choosing to go for it, we made them more significant favorites to win that game. So great decision, great drama. Uh, you know, that's likely, likely an AFC championship uh, match uh, re- uh rematch in just uh three four short months but you know it's great i I want more seth i'm ready for thursday night football i'm ready for week three the nfl has been awesome so far gimme 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 yeah it's been really really entertaining panthers and texans that's the thursday night game so uh that you know if you're listening to this when it's posted that's coming up first tell me about panthers texans well, we're ta- we got to talk about Sam Darnold and the 2-0 and Carolina Panthers so far. Uh, you know, New York Jet fans have to be so happy to see him having success elsewhere while, you know, things are, <laughs> things are still going, you know, really good for the Jets so far, right? Like, you can- I, I, I'll say this. After having <laughs> dealt with Sam Darnold last year, um, I am very happy for him. I'm very happy for him. I don't think Jet fans are. <laughs> well, there you go. At least you can, uh, you know, represent, uh, you know, like on, really on behalf of the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The, the Panthers have looked really good on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, that defense is solid. Uh, Darnold has def- definitely got the kind of support that he never had in New York with the Jets. And, uh, you know, the Panthers, once again, in this game, they are seven and a half point favorites at Pavada at this point. 80% of all bets are on the Carolina Panthers. One of the more lopsided positions of the week at Pavada. And uh, this is the NFL and this is NFL betting. It is you know, we are probably overreacting to some extent. I think uh, if this, if these two teams were lined against each other in week one, Carolina is probably a three or four point favorite. So that's not to say that this line isn't correct, but that's something that we need to be mindful of. And I think this past Sunday was a great example of so many games that, well, based on week one, they're dead in the water. You know, Packers bounce back, you know, the Patriots bounce back, bounce back at the expense of those poor Jets, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, some really good football taking place. I think Carolina, you know, that that was a bit of a shock against the Saints, especially after what the Saints did against the Packers. So we've got to be mindful of so many of these moving pieces. But I, I do think the Panthers are they're right there and they are probably competing for that NFC South uh, in what's a loaded NFC South uh, with Tampa Bay and New Orleans there. And uh, well, Atlanta's also there, but not much to talk about there. All right. Now let's move to the Sunday action. And there's a bunch of really, really good games, including Tom Brady, the ageless wonder. And now, you know, I have one thing to say about Tom Brady. I have never liked him. (laughs) I've never liked him. He cheated twice. He is doing now at 44 things that are beyond compare. There Mm. are Hall of Famers that cannot compete with what he's doing. He has had a great start to the season, 655 yards passing, nine touchdowns in two games. The Buccaneers travel to that gorgeous SoFi Stadium. Uh, That's a really cool place. Bucks Rams. Tell me about that one. Yeah. And you know what? It, it kind of makes sense with Tom Brady that uh, he'd be even better this year because he joined this Tampa Bay team without really any kind of off season last year. There was no preseason. They were adding players as the year progressed. So there wasn't a lot of continuity. There, there was certainly a lot of figuring it out as they went. And uh, I remember middle of the season last year, uh, 
Yeah, they, they were blown out in a couple games. Tom Brady was throwing ducks out there. Brady washed was trending on Twitter. And oh boy, did we, uh, you know, did we, did we start the funeral for Tom Brady a little too early last season? And uh, he, he's only gotten better again, just two games so far this season, but he has been phenomenal. That Tampa Bay team is firing on all cylinders. The defense is looking okay. Having said that, it appears, it appears, we have to be careful of small sample size. It appears the Rams might actually have a quarterback in Matthew Stafford. They have looked great, uh, again, in very limited play. And they actually opened as a slight one-point favorite at home in this game. Now, that didn't last long. Money came in quick and came in hard on the Tampa Bay Bucks, And they are now one-and-a-half-point favorites at Bavada. But the fact that the Rams, with that great defense that was always just missing, you know, Stafford's not in the top five QBs in the league, but he's a pretty good QB and he could throw the deep ball and he's got regulation size hands. All things that Jared Goff was not able to deliver to the LA Rams. Uh, you know, I, I think this is going to be the best game of the day. It's certainly the most intriguing one to me this uh, weekend. Uh, again, the Bucks currently one and a half point favorites at Pavada, but 65% of all bets on Tom Brady, the ageless one and Tampa Bay. The Sunday night game north of Los Angeles in San Francisco, where the 2-0 Jimmy Garoppolo-led Niners take up Aaron Rodgers, who showed that that opening week loss to New Orleans was kind of a misnomer. Yeah, nothing like the Detroit Lions to help uh, cleanse the palate after an opening week stink show, but... Uh, you know, the, the, you know what? It, it didn't look good in that first half against the Lions. Uh, you know, Goff was almost looking Matthew Stafford-esque in, uh, you know, completions. Uh, you know, that offense looked pretty good. The defense was keeping Rodgers in check a little bit early on. But the Lions are the Lions are the Lions. The Packers were able to win with ease. Aaron Jones, four touchdowns, uh, already securing some fantasy weeks for a lot of fans out there. And, uh, yeah, this is a pretty compelling matchup on Sunday Night Football. Again, NBC has just been nailing it. Or NBC or the NFL, whoever purposely puts together this excellent schedule, has been nailing these primetime games. And Packers at 49ers, another great one. 49ers, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Aaron Rodgers going back home to California, the team that he hoped would draft him many, many years ago, uh, rocking that kind of California hairstyle these days. Although depending on the day, you know, I can't tell if he's looking like a surfer or just outright homeless, but he righted the ship Packers 49ers, three and a half point favorites over under sitting at 49 and a half right now at Bavada and the Packers getting just a little bit more of the cash than San Fran. And so many games, even the games that we're not talking about, they are covered with point spreads that are less than five. I mean, so many games, Dolphins, Raiders, uh, you have Bengals, Steelers. Uh, there are some really, really Saints. Patriots is a great matchup. Chiefs chargers is a great matchup. The Monday night game doesn't suck. Eagles, Cowboys. I'm telling you the NFL is, is on off to a great, great start. You know, they had an extra week this year. They should just play every single day at this point. Uh, you know, th this is it. This is the distraction I need as the fourth wave lingers forever and ever. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to get colder already in Canada. You know, summer is come to an end. We didn't get that, uh, you know, the so-called Indian summer where it's nice weather. It's over. Just give me football every single day. I don't know. NFL, NCAA, you figure it out amongst yourself. But I should not be talking to you right now, Seth, and not thinking about football happening later tonight. Why do I have to wait till Thursday? If we're going to do 17 weeks, let's do 18 weeks. Let's do seven days a week. You know, let's just go nuts. Don't forget, there are so many of these games that we're not covering here on the podcast. But trust me, there are odds on all of them. And there's a really good chance something's going to 
be fun to watch. And if you have access to a red zone, whether it's the NFL network one or direct TV, watch that because I set up my TV. I had to tell you this, Patrick, I set up my TV cause we're cord cutters. We don't have cable. So we set up the Apple TV and a television in our backyard with just one long extension cord to plug it in. And we watched about four hours of red zone. So I saw about 13 football games from my backyard. It was amazing Sunday. Wow. Well, I, I got to say, Seth, way to dunk on the much better weather you're having than me as I'm already in two layers in French Canada right now. But uh, I'm glad that worked out. And yeah, you're right. It's, it's impossible to keep up on all these sports happening. We had the U.S. Open uh, past weekend, you know, Ryder Cups happening now against the backdrop of football. It is impossible to consume all this sports content. But goodness gracious, we're going to try our best, aren't we? Yeah, no question about it. But in and I, you know, we're allowed to curse on this show. We don't, but we we're allowed to. There's no FCC Mm -hmm. governing podcast, right? I hope not. When I was on live radio, especially on (laughs) MLB radio, uh, there were two words that we found ways to sneak by. So I will tell you, for example, this is going to be the weirdest transition, but there is a town in Illinois called Effingham. Ooh. So what the Effingham are you doing? You know exactly <laughs> what I mean. Now, there is also a town in, in Wisconsin called Sheboygan. If okay. you got to be Effingham Sheboygan me, that's telling you something totally <laughs> different. <laughs> okay. Sheboygan, uh- Wisconsin is where we go for the Ryder Cup. Oh, okay. We got that segue in there. See okay. what I did there. N- that nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. Oh god. Okay. So you started down that path, and I instantly thought of my sweet grandmother, who at a very young age taught me that for other women that she doesn't like, well, Pat, that right there, she's a real. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that was, you know both the sweetest and also you know i, I grew up a lot that day seth uh, yes, you know I understand. <laughs> but uh, I it was understand. it was her way of doing it and that's always stuck with me so i can appreciate that you know sometimes we need to be creative in our euphemisms and uh you know what the effingham sheboygan yep that's what? going in the rolodex <laughs> what the effingham and uh <laughs> what we used to say when callers would call up with dumb ideas we'd be like you gotta be effingham sheboygan me <laughs> <laughs> we say it all the time the late great daryl hamilton anyway uh understand the Ryder cup there's uh different rules it's not exactly uh just a regular pga event but it is going to be a big one and there's a lot of odds on it yes i feel you know, a, a great tournament i wish it's something that as i started to get more into golf uh, in the last year year and a half i wish it's something that they wouldn't do against uh going against the NFL and college football this weekend, but I will find a way to get involved because it's the best golfers in the world from Europe and America. Uh, team Europe uh, are the current retainers of the trophy. So Team USA would have to win outright on points to lift the trophy. Why that's an important disclaimer? Because we have odds at Bovada uh, on which team will lift the trophy. And if it's a tie, it's Europe. Or you can bet it three-way and bet Europe outright, US outright, or that the match itself will end in a tie. A lot of different formats that they play in, Seth, which can be tricky for different uh, bettors to dip their toes in. You're not just picking 
you know, a single golfer this weekend to reign victorious. Although to help with that, you can pick which golfer uh, in the contest will contribute the most points to their team. So that's a way to attack this. If that's where you are more comfortable, John Rahm, uh, unsurprisingly, the favorite there at four to one to contribute the most individual points. But it, it's a fun tournament. You know, I, I love the gamesmanship in it, how the captain will sort out the pairings. You know, they do the four ball. They do, uh, you know, the alternating strokes, which I, I really like when I'm golfing because that takes the pressure off on me for at least half the shots. That's the only way I'm breaking 100 if I'm out there on the links. But, you know, it, it's a very different tournament. It's staked in history. And it's awesome the kind of betting that we get on an event like this. So, you know, it's not going to match the NFL, but by the time, uh, you know, they hit the tees uh, opening round, we are probably going to see a position on the Ryder cup that will rival a lot of the college football games this weekend. So there's going to be a lot of people watching this, a lot of people betting this, and you know, we're going to have those in play odds hole by hole, right from start to finish. Well, it's not apples to apples that, you know, there's no reason why, uh, you know, what, what's happened, well, this is basically what's happened in the world, but sports mm. are sometimes fractured. You know, there are people who are going into this weekend, getting ready for baseball games. Mm-hmm. They're all over 55, but you know, <laughs> the, but they, they exist. And just like that, there is a huge chunk of our population that is getting ready for the big Ryder cup weekend. I know people who are going to be into that, who aren't into football. I have a friend who's not into football, not because of politics or anything like that, but she doesn't watch football because of the concussions. Like she's a huge sports fan. She's going to be watching golf all weekend. No harm in that. Yeah. And that's, you know, Hey, listen, I, I've, like I said, I've been getting into golf. I've already backed uh, Xander Schofley. So this is the problem. I always read names. Schofley. Yep. Okay. There we Chauflet. go. I was, I was, I was in range. I'll give myself, you know, you were, you were about 95 out of a hundred there. I was close. Xander uh, Schofley, who's been on sports with friends. And there's Schofley friend of sports with friends. So I did back him 16 to one to be the leading point scorer uh, outright uh, personally. So I, I will have a vested interest. I will be paying attention to this, but not just for the house liability, but because I'll have my own personal stake as well. And I'm hoping to get down more, but I've been as someone who's a late comer to personally betting on golf, Seth, I uh, just found the suite of options, not just with us at Bavada, but just in the industry as a whole to be really, really interesting. The whole by whole wagering is a way to really, it, it's, it's less of a slog. It allows you to participate in chunks if you want, instead of, you know, locking yourself in for six, seven, eight hours on a Saturday or Sunday. It's really choose your own adventure when you want to bet golf. And I think that really appeals more so to people that don't want to be, you know, like those baseball fans that are slogging through a four and a half hour Thursday afternoon game. Uh, Golf, you can go in and out with it. And I think that really appeals to the player base and why it's become such a growing betting sport with us at Bavada. Well, just since you opened up the can of worms, last Friday, the Yankees played the Orioles. It was a five o'clock start. I don't know why, but they had an early start. And it was mm. a five o'clock start. So I tuned in. I was like, yeah, five o'clock. There's nothing else on. I'm, I'll flip it on. I watched the game. That game did not end until nine o'clock. It wasn't Friday. It was Thursday. Didn't end until nine o'clock. It was like a four, three, nine inning game. How, how bad are the Orioles too? I mean, it's they, not they, the Orioles. It's all of it. It's even the San Francisco Giants because on Sports with Friends this week, I talked to a big San Francisco radio personality, Damon Bruce. And we talked about it. The Giants are the creme de la creme in baseball this year, and they are boring as can be. There's an epidemic facing this sport. There's no secret. We'll talk about it on another podcast. 
Oh, yeah. It sounds like a good intro to World Series playoffs, which is just around the corner. We are we're back to a kind of a normal-ish sports schedule. It's almost overwhelming. Yeah. Last year, we didn't know when, who was going to be playing, whatever. And goodness gracious, I looked at the calendar. Uh, November 9th, college basketball is back. Another month, NBA is back. It is going to be overwhelming. Forget sleep. We'll see you maybe in January or February, but I'm toast. <laughs> it's over for me. I, I enjoyed my summer. And I'm glad I did because I don't think I'm leaving the house anytime soon. Just in time for the fourth and maybe the fifth wave. So who knows? Maybe this is all working out uh, just perfectly the way the universe intended. <laughs> Indeed. That is Patrick Morrow, the head odds maker at Bavada Sportsbook.com. Uh, have a great week, man. You too, Seth. All right. We will talk to you next week on the Bavada at Odds podcast. Thanks for listening.